My name is Chris Vasquez. I'm a voice actor, podcaster, and lifelong Houstonian. But I gotta admit, I don't know the city and what's happening in it as well as I think a Houstonian should. I mean, if someone from out of town walked up to me and asked me what there is to do, I wouldn't know what to tell them. That's what inspired this podcast. I want to clue you in on news, cool events, quirky things our fellow Houstonians do, what the best new food places are, and highlight people that are doing their part to better this city, becoming real-life Houston heroes. This is Houston Happenings. What is up, Houston, and welcome back to another episode of the Houston Happenings Podcast. Special thanks to SMC Vending for sponsoring this episode. More on that later. Guys, I've got a very special episode for you guys today. Look, I know I say that about every episode now, but I really mean it this time because this is the very first episode focused entirely on you, my wonderful listeners. I'd like to give a big shout out to my good friend Brian, who actually came up with the idea of a listener submission episode. So here's the deal, guys. We all get nostalgic about things, right? We think back and see things with rose-colored glasses of a time before adulthood got to us and the weight of the world was put on our shoulders. A simpler time, right? I freely admit that even though I grew up in Houston literally my entire life, I'm not familiar with a lot of persons, places, or things that would be considered quintessentially Houston. I attribute that to my upbringing with, you know, my parents. While we were never in need of money, my parents were very frugal with money. So growing up, we never really went anywhere, which led me to not be familiar with things that other Houstonians regularly frequented. So I thought I'd kill two birds with one stone, learn about Houston's past while at the same time living vicariously through you guys and experience the memories of nostalgia through your stories. So I asked on Reddit and you all delivered. I went on the Houston subreddit and I posed the following question. Do you remember shopping at Foley's or Wiener's? Maybe Eckert's before it got bought by CVS. Or maybe you remember watching a few baseball games in the Astrodome. How about the trips your family would take to Six Flags Astroworld? I want to hear the stories of these places and many others. Take me down memory lane, guys and gals. I've gone through each and every single one of your submissions. And first off, thank you to everyone that took the time out of their day to post something. If your submission was not used, rest assured that it is just as much appreciated as the ones that do end up in the show. Guys, I loved going through and reading them all. The following are some of the ones that I thought were noteworthy. Guys, join me on this trip down memory lane. So this first submission comes from user Juno Meeks on Reddit, and they say, 90s memories. I remember going to Eckerd's next to Wiener's on Market Street near Jacinto City. I remember when Walgreens got more popular, but Eckerd's had a more local homey vibe to it. Uh, for those of you that don't know what Eckerd's was, it was a pharmacy that had been in business forever. Um, it was founded in 1898 and it was sold to CVS in 2004 and then to Rite Aid in 2007. Think, um, think. CVS, I guess, but blue. <laughs> um, they also go on to say, I remember the Mercado del Sol across the street from Our Lady of Guadalupe and the bustling markets in there. It did not last at all, they said. 
I remember Westheimer Festival and how amazing it was to see all kinds of folks together and their dogs and the queens and leather daddies that would dance on the roof of Mary's bar. All the artwork for sale and stands and foods and how it was impossible to find parking. And back then, Magic Cauldron was still on Westheimer and Erotic Cabaret and so many other little shops. I remember folks cruising on Richmond Avenue on weekends, basically drinking and driving and stopping at random gas stations or fast food places to eat or use the restroom. And if you were old enough, you'd go into one of the clubs, otherwise you were just kind of cruising the street and seeing who else was out. And there were cool clubs like Power Tools, Lizard Lounge, DV8, Numbers, which is actually still around. Uh, I remember being dropped off at Astroworld, spending an entire day there, and then at the end of the night, waiting in line with other teens to use the payphone to tell our parents to come pick us up, and how expensive season passes were for us poor kids, and it was the most exciting thing to get one. You'd go buy the pass at Kroger's, and it was a beautiful redeemable coupon. I remember it almost as a Willy Wonka golden ticket looking paper that you'd cash in at the park when you got your picture taken for the ID. And I remember the typical Astroworld keepsakes, the caricature portraits, and those little plastic things where you'd look through a hole in it to see your tiny photo inside. If you had a boyfriend or girlfriend, you'd have one of those with a pic of you together. I remember Cactus Video and the Cactus Music Store, the whole Earth location off Alabama and Westheimer, they said, and how that was one of the few places in the city where you could find independent films to rent and cool music to buy. I bought my Portis head and tricky CDs there, and that's where I rented Welcome to the Dollhouse or, oh god, I'm gonna butcher this. Kieslovsky's Three Color Series? I remember Bookstop. Man, what a great bookstore. Where Trader Joe's is? And people would just lounge there and read all day and get a coffee. Also the Alabama slash Westheimer Shopping Center. I remember the independent film theater at Greenway Plaza and how do we check the movie listings in the Houston press to see what cool movies were out. And then I remember when Movie Phone happened. <laughs> and you didn't have to check the newspaper anymore. Oh man, forgot to mention the summit. Before Lakewood Church, the Rockets played there and I saw Rage Against the Machine there and Jay-Z and so many other shows. It was a great venue. I remember going to see Selena at the rodeo and it was such a huge deal. And my aunt bought my cousin and I new cowboy boots, ropers, and, and that's back when Tejano Day at the Astrodome actually had Tejano music. So many memories. That's from user Juno Meeks. Thanks a lot for taking the time to submit that story. Or, I mean, those stories. That was a lot of memories. I'm sure we all remember a bunch of those places. Moving on to a submission from user Shiny Pretty. Shiny Pretty from Reddit. Shiny Pretty says, I grew up in Missouri City, and for the longest time, there was not much out there. Getting to go into Houston proper was always fun. Our closest mall at the time was Westwood, which was an actual mall with stores and everything in the 80s. But we knew we were in for a great shopping day when we got to go to Sharpstown. It had everything our teenage hearts could desire, a bomb food court, an arcade, although in fairness, Westwood had one too, just not as cool, Judy's and 579 and ups and downs, a bookstore or maybe two, and of course the goth mecca that was Dream Merchant. We also had Proto Laser Tag in two varieties, the lower red one, Star Laser Force, and higher end, which was Photon. Star Laser Force was notable for its use of, oh god, I'm gonna butcher this too, John Michel Jar? 
Music? Oh, let's go with that. J JMJ. We'll call him JMJ. SLF was notable for his use of JMJ music and for being in a building that looked like it was made out of sheet metal. Photon was notable for being far more open slash less dense inside than Star Laser Force and having more expensive laser guns and suit em up materials. The biggest draw on a weekend, though, was cruising Westheimer. We'd pile into cars, as many of us as would fit, and we'd head to Lower Westheimer on a Saturday night, sometimes Friday, but more often than not Saturday. Traffic was bumper to bumper from the Galleria to downtown, moving like two miles an hour because teenagers from all over Houston were there. Each school had a hangout spot, ours was what was then a bank at the southwest corner of Westheimer and Montrose. And of course, Astroworld. When I was a kid in the 70s, there was a tiny Mrs. Baird's Bakery right inside the front gate that sold freshly baked bread loaves for a quarter. Get you one of those, take it into the Horizons Theater, which was a big half-dome immersion theater where you'd lie on the floor and eat it while you watch a video of roller coasters around the world. After that, I'd always hit up Greased Lightning, which was the loop-the-loop -loop coaster that went backwards and forwards, and the Texas Cyclone, the granddaddy of all coasters in the park, and the Bamboo Shoot, because it was a log ride and you got splashed and it was refreshing in July. And the river of no return, because the riverboat guides had dad jokes for days and you got to see what your 10 year old mind was convinced was King Kong. And for a little while, the Alpine sleigh ride, a quote unquote dark ride, complete with icy air conditioning and the abominable snowman, played by a real person. They say I might add more as I get more nostalgic later. Shiny Pretty, thank you for your submission. I want to take a quick break from the show because, guys, guess what? Houston Happenings officially has its first sponsor. Let me tell you guys about SMC Vending. Are you looking to furnish your customers with snacks and drinks quickly and easily? SMC Vending is your one-stop shop for all of your vending machine needs. They offer everything from installation, servicing, refunds, and repairs, so you don't need to worry about a thing. It's entirely set it and forget it because this family-owned business takes pride in not leaving their machines not serviced or unattended like the big corporations do. I mean, I know I've had many quarters eaten up by long-neglected machines over the years. SMC Vending guarantees that every account will be provided with speedy, efficient service. SMC Vending is a million-dollar insured company that offers hassle-free installation, 90-day risk-free contracts, and a highly customizable inventory selection for your machines to the greater Houston area. And, best of all, it provides you with a COVID-friendly food offering to your customers. To get started with your own vending machines, you can reach SMC Vending by emailing smcvendingllc at yahoo.com. That's Sierra Mike Charlie Vending LLC at yahoo.com. And make sure to follow them on Instagram, SMC underscore vending or Facebook at SMC Vending. Thanks again to SMC Vending for sponsoring this episode. So the following stories loosely revolve around or mention Astroworld, which, I mean, quite honestly needs no explanation, but I'm going to give you guys a brief introduction anyway. Coca-Cola presents sneak preview at Astroworld. Save $4 on your Astroworld ticket with any can from Coca-Cola. Come on, we're open just for you. 
Six Flags Astroworld, its official name, was originally built in 1968 as part of the Astro Domain intended to complement the Astrodome. Astroworld was sold to Six Flags in 1976 and Six Flags Waterworld was later added directly adjacent to it. It enjoyed a long run and became a Houston icon in the process up until the final day of operations in October of 2005. While not specifically exclusive to Houston, I think the most vivid memory of Astroworld we all have is, that's right, you know what I'm about to say. There once was a town that worked so hard, there was just no time for play. But that all changed on this one particular day. Mr. Six and his wacky dance moves. This next story is from user Lady Avalon on Reddit. Lady Avalon says, Being a teen in the late 80s, it was all about Astroworld, music, and shopping. I remember going to every concert at Southern Star Amphitheater because it was free with your Astroworld season pass. Two of the best shows were New Order and Depeche Mode. Astroworld also had a teen club there called Video City. Friday and Saturday nights, it was all about cruising up and down Westheimer with Club 6400, Club 6400 live on the radio because we were too young to actually go there. Then it was Club Cars, NRG, Excess, Detour, Lizard Lounge, Numbers, and Decadence. It was shopping at Dream Merchant, Contempo, Wild Pear, Timeless Tafeta, uh... <laughs> Timeless Tafeta and The Record Rock. Oh, and also hanging out at Waterworld and the Castle Arcade. There were so many more, but these were some of my faves. Lady Avalon, thank you so much for your submission. Next story comes from an anonymous Reddit user that would, of course, prefer to remain anonymous. So anonymous number one says, One glorious summer, my sister and I convinced our mom to let us get Astroworld season passes and hang out at the park all day while she was at work. We could hardly believe our luck. Still can't believe it, actually, so we didn't jeopardize it by getting into any real mischief. We would race to our favorite rides before the lines formed so we could ride them over and over. Grease Lightning was the best. You didn't even have to leave your seat. They would let you loop the loop until a line formed or you lost your breakfast. This was the last summer we still wanted to get wet on the water rides before we cared about impressing cute boys. We would lean out of the raft on Thunder River and stand on the bridge waiting to be soaked by the wake from the tidal wave boats to cool off in the Houston heat. We had season passes the next summer and probably the one after that, but our priorities have started to shift from maxing out the thrill ride experience to hanging out with our friends, keeping our mall bangs dry, and scoping out boys. Some days we rode no rides at all. I know we still had great times, but that first summer is the one I would give just about anything to live again. Anonymous user number one, thank you so much for your submission. And the next story comes from Reddit user IR Mute Button. IR Mute Button says, I remember buying Kiss Double Platinum at Foley's. Foley's Red Apple Sale starts Friday at 8 a.m. Find 25 to 66% off store-wide. This is where it all starts. This is where it gets good. Oh, God, Foley's. We all, even I remember Foley's, and I don't remember anything. You wanna win, you wanna wow. Big hit, you're it. Where'd you get that? Foley's, of course. <laughs> 
I have many great memories of Astroworld. In the early 80s, several friends and I would get season passes. During the summers, we'd usually go during the weekday, getting there when the park opened so we could ride the big stuff multiple times before the crowd showed up, nearly running to the back of the park to get to Greased Lightning. We'd get pepperoni and mushroom pizza for lunch. I remember a few rainy days, but that didn't matter. We all still had fun. I remember when Astroworld installed arcades and spending a few bucks in those while listening to the music of the day on the jukeboxes. All great times. Guys, I gotta say, I, I really feel a kinship with IR Mute Button because I thought I was the only one that liked mushroom on pizza. Everywhere I've been, where we have like a pizza party or something or, or somebody orders pizza in, I always suggest mushroom and the reaction I always get is, Ugh, gross, you like mushroom on pizza? Ugh. Dude, mushroom on pizza is freaking delightful. Fight me, guys. No, no, don't fight me. <laughs> so let's keep with the Astro Domain theme. The following is a childhood memory of the Astrodome, one of the most iconic Houston landmarks that we all are familiar with. Big crowd had a big time under the new dome today. It was a thriller, the game that is. But really, the 10,000 new seats and a dome facelift look pretty good too. The Energy Astrodome was officially opened in 1965 and made history as being the world's first domed sports stadium. It had never been done before. I mean, it was nicknamed the eighth wonder of the world. 24 years ago, when the Astrodome opened its doors, they called it the eighth wonder of the world. It served as home base for the Astros, the Houston Oilers, and even the Rockets, as well as the primary venue of the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo until 2002. The Astrodome closed its doors in 2008 due to several code violations, but not before it cemented its place in Houston history and becoming a part of this listener's childhood. This will be the greatest concert hall in the world. It's the greatest convention hall in the world. It's the greatest exhibition hall in the world. And by all means, it's the greatest sports facility or entertainment facility that anyone has ever conceived. This submission comes from Reddit user Don't Panic 42H2G2. Don't Panic says, I remember as a child hopping onto the field after Astros games when they won. It was playoff game against the Mets over 20 years ago. The Astros won, and the next thing I know, my mother grabbed me and my father grabbed my brother and over the seats and onto the field we went. We were surrounded by others doing the same. It was a celebration. I don't remember the specifics of the game. I couldn't have been older than eight or nine at the time, but I have this faint memory of being hurled onto the field with my family. It was pretty awesome. To Think of the trouble you'd be in now. That place was awesome. We usually sat on the first baseline behind the dugout. While everyone loves football, everyone has a baseball story. Guys, I got so many submissions from Reddit that I can't possibly fit them all into one episode. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to cut it here and make this into a two-part series. So that is the end of episode one of the Houston Happenings Listener Nostalgia Submissions. And that's it for me, guys. That is the end of episode 12 of the Houston Happenings Podcast. You can find me on Instagram as Chris Vasquez, voice actor, and Twitter as Chris Vasquez underscore VO. And don't forget to visit the brand new Houston Happenings Patreon. And remember, if you have a story you want to submit or a Houston hero you want to nominate, all you got to do, it's real easy, guys. Use the hashtag HoustonHaps. That's hashtag HoustonHAPS to submit your story and get your opportunity to be featured on the podcast. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Be safe out there and stay Houston strong. Thank you.